high achievers take radical 100% ownership for their success and their failure. I, I, I pay my mentors for strategy, but it's my job to execute under no circumstances, even though I paid somebody a crap ton of money to quote unquote, tell me what to do. They're telling me what to do, but I have to be the one to implement it. I encourage you today to stop seeing life as happening to you and it's happening through you. And when you come on the scene, you change things. You create the atmospheres you walk in. You change the atmospheres that you walk in. And if you guys can just adopt this simple framework of thinking, it will literally radically transform your entire life. Well, hello everyone, Coach Megan here. And today we're gonna to be talking about the three secret habits of high achieving people that win. I love having high achieving conversations because I am definitely a high achiever myself and I know a lot of you guys are who compete in pageants and it's really important to have this conversation because I get asked constantly, what are the secrets that take people basically from a B plus to a B, from an A minus to an A plus, or maybe a runner up to a winner. By the way, I live in the middle of suburbia and we have a bunch of people working on our basement today because we're actually turning our basement at our home into a YouTube studio. We're going to have several different sets that we're able to record new things for my husband and I's podcast and our show that's coming out. We are launching a YouTube show next year, so be on the lookout for that. I'm very excited. We also launched a church this weekend, so you know, not busy at all. Landon was in the hospital last week. His birthday was last week. We had a giant three-day challenge. We were in the hospital, you know, just, just a normal week. But anyways, and then of course, it's the last week of lawn mowing season. So we've got lawnmowers going on and people banging on pipes below me. So excuse the noise. We're just rolling with it because we got to get some podcasts done, you know, and this is real life and y'all know that I'm real. So anyways, back into the subject of today, why I love talking about high achieving habits and why that's so important is because like I said, so many people are stuck who listen to this podcast. It's why they come and they're searching out a podcast is because they really want to get to the next level and they just really don't know how to do that, right? And it's super important to feel empowered in your ability to continue to make steps towards your dream. And I'll never forget when I was competing for Miss America eons ago, now it feels like, it was just my mom and I, and we're spending tens of thousands of dollars putting things on credit cards that we didn't have, and we're just trying to do our best as we're you know, pursuing this dream. And sometimes you just kind of put your head down and you don't look up until it's over. Can I get an amen? (laughs) And you have the best of intentions, but you just kind of like ram through to the goal. And before you know it, you know, the pageant's there and maybe you did as well as you wanted and, and, and maybe you didn't, right? And that was an interesting time period for myself because I didn't have a coach. Coaching was very taboo back then, actually. You literally like weren't allowed to work with a coach. You had to sign all these things. And luckily that's been done away with largely at the state level and the national level. And luckily, you know, all the big national organizations love us because we're good people. So that's always really good. But anyways, we weren't really allowed to work with people. So my mom and I were just kind of figuring it out. And we had the most wonderful directors, but they weren't necessarily the most hands-on directors. And as you've heard me say, my confidence kind of blinded people (laughs) to actually think that I didn't need as much help as I did, even though I was a very, very new competitor. And so sometimes, which is kind of going into point number zero today, sometimes your, your confidence obviously is an asset. 
but your confidence and your assurance can also be a liability where when you don't have the proper teammates around you to be able to objectively look at area of competition, every area of competition and say, hey, here's where you're missing it. Hey, here's where you need to make some improvements. And also just to hold you accountable along the way to practice those things. You know, my natural skill set, having a background in modeling and being six feet tall and all these different things got me so far, right? My self-discipline and my willpower got me so far to win Miss Nebraska on my first try, you know, and win my local and things like that, which I was so grateful for, obviously, right? Especially coming in as just kind of a dark horse from the middle of nowhere. But when it got me to Miss America, when the field was bigger, it was actually my downfall because that same confidence and I'm going to be Miss America and these different things. And really my power of persuasion and having that it factor was actually a negative because I I needed somebody that was stronger than me to tell me I was wrong in a loving way and support me and say, actually prove it. Like, let's go through every area of competition. Let's look at your walk. And I would have done anything to have somebody like schedule appointments with me to say, Hey, like, we're going to get you a walking coach. We're going to practice all of your turns. We're going to practice all of your transitions, which was my big thing. And again, what worked for one stage of life, quite literally a stage just didn't cut it for the next stage. And so I want you guys to be thinking about that as you guys are listening back to this and just kind of having that feedback loop and that conversation with yourself of like, do I feel like I have adequate support to get me to my next stage and to succeed at the next stage that I'm looking for because it's super, super important. And so, and I I think a huge quality of high achievers, which is really, you know, a, a bonus secret is that they're always seeking out that next thing. And so I just, I wish more than anything that and I have no regrets because it's, it's where I was at and it got me to having this conversation with you and helping you not do the same thing right here and now. So grateful for that. But it was definitely a mistake that I made. I wish that I would have had the, so, not even self-awareness. It was just like awareness at all. You know, like Instagram was only two years old at the time. And so it wasn't like we had this mass media of just just knowledge and the ability to to peer into what other people were doing. And seeing as a whole, like watching other people's walks and, you know, YouTube existed obviously, but that was really the only resource for kind of like peering in and gathering information. There was no free information like that, like there is now. So now there's just no excuse. I mean, if you have an area that is a liability, you know, doing whatever you can to be regimented, to exercise that muscle, to make sure that it's not a liability at your next stage and your next level is what winners do. So let's kind of go into this. Number one, and again, they're working on pipes below me. If you hear fidgeting around, you know, we got to do what we got to do. Electricians are here and our basement's going to be amazing. So can't wait to show you. Anyways, number one, high achievers take radical 100% ownership for their success and their failure. Even when you hire coaches, even when you hire different people, I've said many times, you know, I have a great mentor in my life that I paid an exorbitant amount of money to not even tell me what to do, to be honest. Like, but what you'll, what you'll realize is that as you guys climb higher and higher, they always say knowledge is power and knowledge totally is power. We're going to talk about that in a second, but it's more than that. But I, I, I pay my mentors for strategy but it's my job to execute under no circumstances, even though I paid somebody a crap ton of money to quote unquote, tell me what to do. They're telling me what to do, but I have to be the one to implement it. And under no circumstances would I ever knock on Rudy's door. Um, You guys can look him up. His name's Rudy Maurer. It's M-A-W-E-R. It's kind of, they pronounce it a British way. So I think he actually pronounces it mayor. (laughs) I always get it wrong. Anyways, Rudy Maurer, he's extremely famous, right? You can look him up. And I paid him a lot of money, which is what he's worth, you know, 
And, but under no circumstances am I knocking on Rudy's door when something goes wrong in my life. And I'm like, knock, knock, knock. Why did I not win my local pageant? Knock, knock, knock. Why did I not make money? You know, I know that I have access to him. I know that I, um, you know, I can message him whenever I need to. I have access to his team. And as much as I want to lean in and use those resources that I paid for, um, I can extract as much out of that as I want to, but it's my job to carry out the vision. It's my job really to even set the vision for what my companies are doing. It's my job to set the vision for what is happening in my marriage, happening in my spiritual life. It's my job as a high achiever to set that vision. And then I add coaches and spiritual counsel and wise counsel around me to help me set the strategy for that vision and to help me facilitate a better way of doing that vision, but it's my job to have the vision, which is part one, and execute it. Kind of the alpha and the omega, if you will, the beginning and the end are my roles. And and then paying people for strategy to get me there faster and to help me become more efficient and to be honest with me, to look at my numbers, to tell me where I'm going wrong, to tell me where my ad, I could have done you know better in my ad spend, blah, 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 these different things, right? That is their job. That's what I pay them to do in terms of like helping me execute that strategy. But where people honestly frustrate themselves a lot is when they take the hat out of ownership and they they either hire somebody or it's a friend, you know, or whoever. And then they say, well, you know, you're the reason why I haven't gotten these results. And I just would implore you that that's a really dangerous precedent to set for yourself. And I'm not saying this because I don't love you and I don't think that you you know, don't have great intentions. I think everybody pretty much has really great intentions. But I'm telling you, take my advice as somebody that's a few years ahead of you, that that is going to get you into trouble in so many different instances in the same way that let's say, for example, that you're in a, you're in a relationship, right? Like if I think that my husband is the source of my happiness and I think that he's going to complete me, my life is going to be miserable because this second that he's busy, the second that he wants to give his attention to something else, or he needs to be wearing a different hat, like in the future, if he's wearing his dad hat, or he's wearing his leader of CYP, Christian and Professionals, our other group, hat, or he's wearing a business owner hat, or whatever, right, the friend hat, then, and you've seen this in relationships, can I get an amen, right, then you see the other person that just crumbles the second that all of the eyes of attention aren't on them. And what that really is an indication of is less of something that that person is doing wrong at all and more of an indication that you have a hole in your heart that needs to be filled, in my opinion, by Jesus and by the Holy Spirit where he can breathe life into you and say, baby girl, here's who you are. Here's what you're called to. I love you. You're whole. Nothing missing, nothing broken. That inner peace can come, right? And whatever that is for you, right? Like if you're different, that's cool. But I'm telling you, if you're looking for a coach or a local director, or a friend, or somebody else to complete you, you are going to be miserable the rest of your life. Because you have to come to this place of wholeness. You have to come to this place of, my identity is solid, and my achievements I'm working on. I always tell my girls that I coach in Pageant Academy, I love you, I think you're awesome, and now we're going to speak to your actions. These actions need improvement. You need to probably lose 15 pounds. If, If your goal is to win blah, 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 and you're in this kind of state, okay, and you know that you're scoring a two out of 10 in fitness, 
you probably need to lose 15 pounds. Then we can have a conversation. Does that feel in alignment? Does that feel like that would be healthy for you? Does that feel like that would be unhealthy for you and unreasonable for you? If you want to win Miss Texas, Miss New Hampshire, Miss New Mexico, right? And you believe that these are the standards of what the judges look for in a healthy fit person, because that is one of the pillars of the organization that you chose to compete in. No one forced you to compete in it. You chose to compete in. I love you, but it doesn't matter if you hate the fitness portion. It doesn't matter if you don't like the talent portion. You're still choosing to be there and you are still choosing to be judged by that portion of competition. And if you don't like it, don't compete in it. And that's just, can I just be loving and honest to you? Don't go in there saying, I'm going to storm the court and change everything. Honey, you're not. You're, You're really not. Okay. And there are other pageants that if this doesn't support your values, go to a different pageant. Love that for you. Absolutely love that for you, okay? But you're not going to come in and say, well, I'm just going to be average in these areas and I'm going to swindle them and change their mind because of my great interview or because of my great talent. You're not. Like, you're literally not. And so why that's so important, high achievers take 100% radical ownership and responsibility for their success and failure. If you guys can start to live life this way, I promise you, it'll put you back in the driver's seat of your life and just make you feel like, okay, you know, that thing happened. It, you know, that result wasn't exactly what I wanted. Where do I want to go from here? Rather than blaming and shaming everybody around you, pointing one finger at somebody else and there's four fingers pointing back at you. I'm telling you, like, and, and not everything in my life has gone perfectly, perfectly. Not everybody I've hired has been perfect. Not everybody I've dated has been, you know, has been a perfect situation, but I would have been so much worse, you guys. I would have been so much worse off if I just allowed those things to then point back at me and say, well, this is why I'm not successful. It's not. That just didn't work out, you know? But the reason why you're not successful is you. It's you. The reason why you're not successful is you. And once you learn that, that people are there to guide you, people are there to support you. But I want to encourage you and just say this with me. I take radical ownership and responsibility for my results my success, and my failure. I take radical responsibility. Once you put that hat back on, you are going to start to see life in a totally new lens that will set you free. I'm telling you. When you realize that life is not up to get you, the deck is not stacked against you, people are not talking about you behind your back 24-7. It's just not about you that much. It's really not. People have better things to do. Everybody is selfish in their own way, and they're probably thinking about themselves, not you. So... Once I realized that, you guys, because I went through a period of time where I've never really been a a victim, to be honest, but I I was hurt by certain things that happened to me. And you know what? Like, I just, I encourage you today to stop seeing life as happening to you and it's happening through you. Like, you are, life is happening and when you come on the scene, you change things. You create the atmospheres you walk in. You change the atmospheres that you walk in. And if you guys can just adopt this simple framework of thinking, it will literally radically transform your entire life. I promise you. Like, I promise you, I put my word on that. Because I know. Because once the, it's like a light switch that goes on where you realize, like, things can happen and it's just not that earth shattering. Like, if you can just scope out, it'll it'll bring so much perspective to your life. Man, I wish I would have known this 10 years ago, you guys. If you can just realize, like, things that happen, you're like, okay, I'm disappointed. Okay. That, you know, that kind of hurt a little bit. What do I want to do next? I'm still okay. Like that wasn't what I expected. That wasn't the way I thought it would go. 
what adjustments do I need to make? Do you guys see how that puts the driver's seat back into your hands rather than being this distraught thing because your achievement is so attached to your identity? It's the only thing. Like, you're so obsessed with the world's perception of your success that it ruins you every time something doesn't go perfectly according to plan and it's not inside the box of your control. You freak the heck out. And I want to set you free. I want you to set yourself free by not allowing yourself to be so damaged by every little thing that happens. I promise you, you guys, you will be so much happier. You will be so much more fun to be around. Like, can I be honest? You're probably exhausting people with how meticulously you are trying to hold your life on, your success, your achievements on, just and just holding this thing on. You're probably stressing out everybody around you. Why do I know that? Because I've been around so many people like this. I've coached people like this. I was going to say I have friends like this. I really don't because I don't like to be around them and it's just not the kind of people I hang out with. But I've seen, I've competed against these people, you know, at Miss America, Miss USA, and they're the ones like bawling in the bathroom for 17 hours. And then they, they like, even though they're the fittest person there, they're the most talented person there, their mindset is so whack that two people are living in the exact same scenario, they're freaking the heck out and the person that's in the hotel room next to them is like completely fine. Both going through the same scenario. And what I've seen even at like Miss USA and Miss America is this person who's freaking out the most is like arguably the person getting more attention than I am, more publicity and press and PR than I am. And by the circumstances, we're both receiving the same circumstances. By the circumstances, they have a better lot than I do. They have more evidence that... The people like them more. Can I get an amen? I know I'm talking to somebody. And I'm sitting over here not getting the press, not doing the swimsuit shoot, you know, whatever. You guys know how it is at Miss USA, Miss America, right? And so we're sitting over here fine, like, okay, I can handle this. I can get through this. Like, this sucks, but, like, I'm not going to let it ruin my whole time here, you know? And then this person who's getting actually more opportunity because their mindset is such a piece of crap, they are quite literally locking themselves in a bathroom, bawling, calling everybody that they can, calling their mom processing, verbal vomit, hanging up, calling their friend, processing, verbal vomit, hanging up because their insides have not been transformed. And I'm telling you, great. Well, what happens after you get done with a pageant, you guys, like you're going to take that into your relationships. You're going to take that into the workforce. You're going to take that into your friendships. And eventually no one's going to want to be around you because no one likes to be by somebody that is that stressed out 24 seven. So this is why we need to renew our mind. This is why Mama Megan, the mindset coach, okay, is coming alongside of you and saying, baby girl, it doesn't have to be this way, okay? We just released an amazing new course called Crush the Comparison, and it's a mindset course with a six-part series that everybody that bought our Black Friday deal gets, which I think is open for a couple more days. So make sure you guys go grab a hold of that. You guys can go to questforthecrownchallenge.com slash Black Friday and you can get our amazing deal. It's like 89% off for a bunch of courses and you get Powerhouse Club for a year. You get Pageants and Politics for a year. You get all these absolutely amazing deals and it's gone in like three days. So make sure that you guys get it. It closes, yeah, Friday of this week. So absolutely positively make sure that you get that this week. There will never be a better deal than this till next year. Let's move on to number two. High achievers are not afraid to change. They're not afraid of the pain of change. They're not afraid of the pain of progress. They're not afraid of any of that. Or if they do have fear, they push past it and they keep moving. So high achievers are people that, and and not just high achievers, because obviously like high achievers can have (laughs) these problems. I would say people that win consistently, people that continue to win and people that continue to climb the ladders of success 
And, you know, you see them over the course of three years and they look like a different person. So how this happens is they take radical ownership and responsibility of 100% of their life, their results, their success, their failure, okay? Number two, they aren't afraid of the pain of change. The thing is, you invest in a new program, you do a new thing, you embark to lose weight, gain weight, gain muscle tone, eat differently, sleep better, fix your hormones, break up with somebody, whatever it is, it's going to be painful because change is painful. The only thing that's constant is that everything is changing. (laughs) Like it's a thing. Okay. So how can you, and a question for yourself, how can you learn to embrace that? How can you learn to just say change is normal? Things are going to happen. And how do I lean into this next version of myself, which is going to have to change everything that you've done, everything that you are, everything that you've become has gotten you to where you are today. And that's great. But if, you know, first of all, we have goals that are going to take a new version of ourselves. period. You got goals that are going to take a new version of yourself and you have goals that are going to take a new level of yourself. And so to get to that level, you're going to have to change. You're going to have to give up old wineskins, which just means old versions, old ways of doing things, old mindsets, old patterns of habits, and you're going to need to adopt a new future. How do we do that? Personal development, listening to podcasts, and then applying them. And that leads me to number three. The biggest thing of high achievers and people that win at a big, big, big level, okay? Major CEOs of companies, people that go from not even placing top 15 to winning and you're like, what the heck happened, okay? I'll tell you what happened. They were not just self-feeders. That is the first step. So great job. You guys are listening to a podcast. You're here. You're showing up for yourself. I applaud you. Great job. So proud of you. You're awesome. Remember, you are awesome. We're talking about your actions, okay? Growth mentality, not a fixed mentality. Fixed mentality says, oh, life's happening to me. The deck is the deck is stacked against me. Everything's fixed. A growth mindset says, yeah, you know what? Crap might have hit the fan a little bit this week, but things can change. In the same way that things got worse this week, they can get better next week, okay? Same circumstances, two different mindsets. One person keeps moving. One person keeps growing. The other person's still wearing their high school letter jacket figuratively and bragging about things they did in high school 20 years later, and no one wants to hang out with that person. They are a mess, and they're not fun, and they're usually pretty negative, so bye-bye, okay? So the difference, number three, is that not only are they self-feeders, but they're implementers. And so I want to encourage you today and call you higher that whatever you feed on, you implement, okay? Hear me. Whatever you feed on, you implement. Say that. Whatever I feed on, I'm going to implement. Okay, so that might even mean slowing down a little bit at the level that you're implementing, or sorry, the level that you're feeding. And maybe it's not about reading, (laughs) I need to raise my own hand as I have 17 books next to me right now, but that's just the way my brain works. The things that you self-feed on, okay? So if I listen to Coach Megan's podcast, I'm going to implement every single thing she says. Then I'm going to listen to the next one, right? Or whatever that looks like. If I read a scripture in the Bible, I'm going to implement that. I'm going to work hard to become that. I'm going to ask the Lord change my heart. How do I produce the fruits of the spirit that I read about? Love, joy, peace, you know, perseverance, self-control. Man, I am not self-controlled. I'm lashing out on people. My emotions are totally driving me. This is nuts. How in the world, what would self-control look like in my life if I were to be able to administrate that a bit better, right? And getting a vision. Again, it starts with a vision. Who do I want to be? And then you believe God to bring the person that's going to help you with the strategy, or you believe God for him to give you the strategy. If you have a relationship with the Lord, right? And you know how to hear from God. So, The combination of those two things, getting the strategy and then applying it, okay? You can lead a horse to water. You can't make a drink. Again, I love you. And just sitting there researching all day and reading and being the person who's reading the most and ingesting the most, like that's a great start. That's 50% of it. 
But if you don't get off your butt and actually practice the stuff and do the stuff and implement the stuff, and guess what? When you implement the stuff is when crap hits the fan. I'm just telling you, when you're going to learn patience is when you need to be patient because everything's taking you off. When you need to learn self-control is when you want to lash out at somebody so badly and act out of your emotions and go back to your old habits and control the situation and manipulate people and do whatever you need to do, okay? And I'm raising both my hands too, right? I'm married, so I live with a built-in roommate every day, right? So uh, I have a funny story. I was talking to one of my clients about this the other day. The biggest fights in my husband and I's marriage, and fights is kind of dramatic, but loud discussions, right? In my husband and I's marriage is about the dishes. And we laugh so much. My husband sent me this relationship Instagram guy the other day that was enacting, he had a wig on for one and then, you know, the other, and he was enacting the whole conversation of two, of a couple fighting about the dishes. And then he talked, you got to watch how they took that from being like mad at each other and talking about the dishes to one person saying, I feel like this isn't really about the dishes, you know? And then they were able to unravel the true problem and they were able to like hug it out, you know, and be happy at the end. And my husband sent that to me because we're actually really good at resolving conflict, which praise the Lord, you know, signs of a happy marriage is knowing how to fight because you're going to fight, but knowing how to get through those things and make each other feel safe and supported and heard while you're still discussing things rather than just glossing over them and pretending like they're not happening or freaking out and yelling at each other and actually tearing down each other's character and making that person not feel like you're a safe place to confer with. And, uh, that's not healthy and very toxic anyways. So marry the right person, be the right person. But we actually, we, we know how to work through this because it's always when I'm not feeling appreciated because my love language is acts of service, right? And so we, we can laugh about it now because we've had this conversation so many times, including last night and this morning because the dishes are still in the sink, right? Landon, are you watching? <laughs> and anyways, and then he does the same thing to me, right? Like I don't take out the trash when he calls it the trash monster in the master bathroom with, which has like hair from my brush and all these things that he's like, I, I, I love you. I'm not touching that. Right. And that's my responsibility. Right. So we can laugh about that because I don't take it as a personal attack on my identity. I just, yeah, we're, we're growing, right. I'm a human. I'm learning and all these different things. Anyways, it's super, super important. You guys going back to our main point that you're able to apply the things that you're learning and it's in the moment where your flesh doesn't want to do the right thing, doesn't want to grow, doesn't want to change. It wants to stay in its little comfort box and just be right and self-righteousness comes up in those moments where it's just a lot easier to quote unquote be heard in that moment and I just encourage you guys if you really want to be somebody that wins, it's always going to be a character test before it's a skill test. Man, it's always going to be a character test before it's a skill test. And God's going to keep sending you the same test over and over and over until you pass the test. And it has nothing to do with everyone else and everything to do with you. And let me tell you, I just learned that lesson this year, if I'm being completely honest. We know it's November at the time of this recording. I just learned that. Like, I've known that, but like somebody said that, I heard one of my favorite pastors say that in a sermon, and I was like, yeah, mm-hmm, yep, I've had to pass this test like 17 times. And it's and it's interesting because 
It could be about like my husband and I decided to cut up all of our credit cards this year and just use debit as like an experiment, right? Just to see. Because one of the things when you're an entrepreneur is like you can make as much money as you want, right? So I know that I can work harder and make more money. We don't have a fixed income. So that means we don't like to budget because my husband and I are both ADHD, right? So uh, a way that we set a barrier for those things, not because we were, you know, necessarily hurting in anything, but we just wanted to like, we, we just love, like we almost crave self-discipline on a new level because as you grow and as God shows you where you're going to be next, there's like a hunger and a desire to become a better person along the process, right? And you just don't want anything in your life to control you. You don't want anything to feel like it has a hold on you, Right. And so that's where budgeting or setting boundaries with certain people, cutting people out of your life completely, stopping watching media. Maybe if you're having bad dreams and you can't, and you, you feel like you're super dramatic and emotional, well, check what you're watching. Like, what are you inputting through your five senses? Is it something that's teaching you how to be a dramatic person and the people around you are dramatic and the people around you are negative and you're, you're not practicing the art of actually pouring into yourself and you're trying to pour from an empty cup, like the way that your life is, is actually pretty mathematical, you guys. It's not like, obviously we're all handed a different card, but the way that your life is, is for a reason. Like you have created the life that you have. You didn't create the life that you were handed, but from there, this is how, you know, why we love stories of people that were like started from the bottom. Now we hear it, right? Like people in the NBA that you hear were in the most dire of circumstances growing up, you know, that were basically orphaned and had no money and these different things and they worked super hard and they got a scholarship and then they went to the NBA, right? We love those stories, but but why was that person able to do that if they didn't have a handout? Why, right? Well, the beautiful thing about that is the growth mindset and the high achiever, the people that win, they say, if he could do it, I could do it. If it was possible for that one person, it's possible for me but I might have to change. I will have to change. I will have to get uncomfortable. This will be painful along the process and not painful because of what people are going to do to me necessarily. Might be, right? Crap's going to happen. People are going to make mistakes. Everybody's a human. I'm a human. Everybody's trying their best, but stuff's going to happen. But the test is the pain oftentimes comes from you're going to have to do things that you don't want to do. Now, I don't mean harmful things, bad things. You're going to have character tests along the way that are not fun. And until you pass those character tests, you're not going to make the next level of money. You're, God's not going to give you more people to influence. He's not going to give you more leadership and because you haven't passed the character test. And when you pass the character test of goodness, self-control, patience, long-suffering, perseverance, taming your tongue, taming your thought life, learning how to renew your, renew your mind, pour into your own cup, when you learn these new things, you guys then out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. And out of the abundance of that fruit, that fruit is going to multiply and duplicate in your life. You're going to attract rich friendships. You're going to attract a higher level of person who who thinks at a higher level because it'll be a match and they're going to want to be around you as much as you're going to want to be around them, right? It's, It's interesting how people are, like humans are so, like we're animals, right? Like we're part of the animal kingdom. So, we have those natures still within us to want to be with people that are alike. And that doesn't mean external necessarily. That means internal a lot of times, right? Like everybody, if you look at my friends, if you look at the last 10 people I texted, they are all entrepreneurs. They are all growth-minded people. They are all family-minded people. They are all believers. And we're all on a journey, right? 
Why? Because I enjoy the things in common that we can talk about. I enjoy talking about how we're navigating our marriages, how we're growing our faith, how we want to raise our children, how we do family, how we do rest, how we honor the Sabbath, what we value about going to church, these different things. I value those things. And yes, I want like-minded friendships and I don't apologize for that and neither should you, right? So those people make me sharper. Now, half of those friendships, and and honestly, I'm in a new season of working on this again, because sometimes when you're in a, like Omaha, right? It's not like the biggest city. We have like a million people, but it's not like a big, big, big city, I suppose, right? Like Atlanta or, you know, as Nashville is becoming, right? So one thing that Landon and I in 2024 want to do even better is surround ourselves with people locally that are beyond where we are. For example, in real estate, we want to start investing in real estate next year to have knowledge in ways that we don't yet, right? And guess what? Usually you're going to have to pay for those relationships. Not always, but oftentimes you are going to have to invest in those relationships to glean from the strategies that they know, right? And then other people, we have friends that are at the same level, right? And then we have two or three people. And this is really cool too. When the mentee is ready, the mentor shows up. That sounds really dramatic. But I select, and God reveals, to be honest, one, maybe two people that I know that I'm supposed to mentor, in a sense, every year. Now, sometimes that is supposed to be a paid relationship. Sometimes it's a free relationship. Sometimes it's a combination. It's not about the money. But it is about the intent of understanding the role of what that is and what that isn't, right? And what's cool is how, like, you know, we launched a church this past week. So it's cool how through the church specifically, right, which is a totally different model because you're basically running a business but full of volunteers, right? So as the Lord develops the foundational church members here in Omaha, there are people that if they're smart, (laughs) they'd come to our church and invest in that if they want more time with me because I'm not going to charge them for any of that, right? I'm not going to charge them to hang out with me in that setting because that's not appropriate, right? So if you, if they were smart and somebody, for example, saw something on Landon or my life or my parents' life, you know, who are the pastors or whatever, or wanted to be mentored in worship or wanted to be mentored in these different areas, media that Landon and I are serving in, well, guess what? In a business capacity, you're going to pay somewhere between five and $25,000 for that, right? And in a church setting, through the wisdom of a vision that you have for your life, you're going to pay zero dollars and zero cents for that, right? So wisdom, a wise person, a person who knows the vision for their life and knows what they want, who they want to be, is going to grab a hold of that and the light bulbs are going to go off and they're going to be like, you know what? I think it'd be smart to be at as many church things as humanly possible because the hour after that Megan and Landon are still hanging around and the hour before that we're setting up for things, we get to have dialogue. And in that dialogue, since Megan charges X amount per hour, I'm basically getting a free $500 an hour consult just by wrapping cables together and setting up the drum set and being able to be in relationship with Megan and Landon. And that is what a smart person says, you know? And so... And and those things are so fun because the right people, God gives them the wisdom to understand that. And as they lean in, they're going to reap the harvest, right? It's like the Bible talked about through the story of Gideon and how it was Ruth, right? Who Naomi, her mother-in-law told Ruth to go basically glean from the threshing floor and gather the wheat, right? Just to be in the presence of Gideon, who was like a really like BA super wealthy farmer, by the way, or was it Boaz? I think it was it Boaz or Gideon? I get those two things confused. Anyways, so I'll go look that up after this. 
yeah, don't come at me for that. Just go look it up. You get the story. Anyways, and so how she gleaned from the threshing floor and from that, the proximity, right, created a conversation, which then eventually ended in marriage, right? And ultimately her purpose and her destiny by being in proximity to the thing, right? Like if you just sit at home all day and you're like, God, bring me my husband and you're sitting at home, not talking to anybody and doing nothing and you're working from home and you never leave your house, like, I love you and God probably wants to be married, but like, that's not how it happens. You know, no one's going to come knocking at your door. First of all, that'd be really creepy and weird. And that's just not practical. Like God uses you to participate in the kingdom, in the earth system, right? And to have dominion over that system and to be the head and not the tail, which is why we need to know the secrets of the kingdom, whole different story. And then you can learn how to dominate, right? Dominate over this earth curse system. So I know that was just like spitting bars really quick that probably went over most of your heads, which is totally fine. Cool. But all that to say, right? So action steps. One, buy the Black Friday deal. (laughs) Because if you guys like this kind of stuff, there's like six or eight more hour-long talks of us having these conversations at minimum. And there's like 19 expert sessions with powerhouse like CEO, other women that are in my ecosphere of people that get paid thousands of dollars for their time that you guys get to hear from powerhouse club, pageants and politics. There's all this stuff in there. Okay. So go to quest for the crown challenge.com forward slash black Friday. And you guys can get that other action steps. Implement what you've learned today. Don't just be a hearer, be a doer, okay? If you want to know the secret of success, you got to start being a doer and applying every single thing, every single thing that you believe is for you, that you believe is wisdom for your life, okay? I promise you guys, if you can do that and then start taking 100% radical ownership for everything that, not that happens to you, don't do that, right? Because not everything's your fault. Like, we're not taking those burdens on. But everything that that is a result, like, take 100% responsibility for the goals that you have and the achievements that you are working towards and your life will be so much happier you guys because you're going to stop like giving the keys away and blaming people and I promise you your friends will want to be around you more it will attract way better people in a dating relationship or a marriage relationship whatever season you're in and you're going to book like that's how you develop the it factor like it factor people have something that other people want right and it's that confidence it's that assurance it's that positivity And I promise you guys, I would love to hear what this message meant to you because I know that this is a word for this season. I know that it is. I know that I know that I know in my heart. So thank you so much. Go get the Black Friday deal. Everything's in the show notes below and I'll see you guys next week.